They say that you should be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy, and that the best time to buy is when there is panic in the streets. Well, today there is certainly panic in the streets. With Bitcoin down as much as 7%, Ethereum down almost 10%, and other S-coins down more than 30%. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. you sexy sat stackers and welcome to the bitcoin bulletin podcast today is wednesday may 11th 2022 and that means it is dca wednesday this is also our 50th episode and that's kind of a special occasion for us and will be our 42nd stack in our dca journey that we began last july before we get into it a look at the news and of course the news is being dominated by the price Bitcoin has absolutely tanked this afternoon, diving to as low as $28,000. And there are a lot of factors possibly behind that. Uh, everybody's blaming it that uh, everything from it just being correlated with the stock market, which tanked again today, not just, not the least of which because the official interest rate uh, inflation, I'm sorry, the official, uh, official inflation data came in uh, worse than expected. We'd been told that we had already seen inflation peak and to expect it to have leveled off or dipped down to about 8.1%. Instead, it came roaring in at 8.3%. Even 8.1% was still insanely high inflation. But uh, the fact that they missed the mark and that inflation is still soaring is uh, has got everybody spooked and literally everything is selling off. Uh, the st- every, every, every stock market index is down. People are panic selling everything. Stocks, Bitcoin. The only thing pretty much that's up is uh gold and oil and oil's been fluctuating and so is gold so pretty much people are selling whatever they can sell Uh, there are numerous reasons for this as far as bitcoin's big tank today uh, probably not the least of which is the luna foundation's terra bitcoin backed quote-unquote stable coin has proven that there is no such thing as a stable coin their terra usdt usdt coin absolutely collapsed It's currently trading at 70 cents instead of the $1 peg that a stablecoin is supposed to trade at. Uh, Obviously, that has um, shaken the market quite a bit. In addition to that, the evil empire Coinbase, well, you you shouldn't be using Coinbase. But if you are, uh, Coinbase put the boldface type and the exclamation mark on the phrase, not your keys, not your coins today, releasing a statement that read in part, quote, In the event of a bankruptcy, customers could be treated as our general unsecured creditors. And what that means basically is that if Coinbase were to declare bankruptcy, that you will not be getting your money back. In most bankruptcy cases, only secured creditors receive any kind of compensation whatsoever. You know, they usually don't get back what they lost and they certainly don't get back, um, they certainly don't get back anywhere near what their fair market value would have been if you look at the Mt. Gox case where they're being paid a fraction of the Bitcoin they lost and in 2016 dollar valuations. But none of that even matters because in a bankruptcy, your unsecured credit cards, 
Your unsecured creditors, they get wiped clean. Uh, for example, in a personal bankruptcy case, uh, your, you know, your car, your house, things like that are considered secured debts. And then unsecured debts would be things like your credit cards and, and stuff like that. Um, and in most of those cases, again, I'm not an attorney, this is not financial advice, but in, uh, in most cases, in most bankruptcies that I've seen, anyway, um, the unsecured creditors get hosed. And Coinbase has just announced that you are an unsecured creditor. Uh, and that news dovetailed nicely with the fact that Coinbase said that they that they basically, well, I don't think they actually lost money, but their earnings came in significantly down from what they had previously been. And of course, that's for the previous quarter. With uh, the bloodbath that's going on right now, it's quite, quite certainly possible that Coinbase is physically actually losing money. And uh, if they've got rehypothecation going on, uh, if they if the tide comes out and they get caught without their swimsuit on, uh, the prospect of a Bitcoin a correction, the prospect of a Coinbase bankruptcy is not all that far-fetched. So get your coins off the exchanges, any exchanges. If you are not holding your keys in your own private wallet, you are in a bad situation if one of these exchanges, if your exchange folds. Well, so the question is, buy the dip. Do you buy the dip? Do you not buy the dip? An economist that appeared on one of the more popular podcasts earlier this week reiterated that while it's a best to avoid trying to quote-unquote catch the falling knife, so to speak, trying to time the bottom, trying to buy, and assuming that you that Bitcoin isn't going to fall further than, it's, than it is when you purchase, the best strategy remains to DCA. Uh, his suggestion was that you shouldn't begin DCAing until Bitcoin is down 50% from its all-time high. And we're certainly more than 50% below the $69,000 all-time high. I think we're down about 58% from the all-time high. Uh, either way, our strategy, and again, this is not financial advice. This is for information purposes only. But we're DCAing, period. So it doesn't matter what the price is. Uh, for us, we're going to dollar cost average anyway. Uh, that isn't the only news that's out there. But before we get further into things, let's look at the vital statistics. We currently find ourselves at a block of 35965 uh, And again, Bitcoin is ringing in at $28,850 or 3,466 sats per cuck buck. One US dollar is going to get you a lot more Satoshis than it would have just last week when you would have only gotten 2,517 sats per cuck buck last Wednesday. So... Bitcoin is definitely on sale. If you want to trade your shiny metal rocks for Bitcoin, it's going to cost you 15.6 ounces of gold to buy one Bitcoin. And currently, one Bitcoin will buy you 1,729 Papa John's pizzas. And we're a little under two weeks away from Bitcoin Pizza Day. So um, that's a particularly cool metric to look at because, uh, as you know, on Bitcoin Pizza Day, that's the anniversary of the first known Bitcoin transaction for a good or service when Laszlo traded 10,000 Bitcoins for two Papa John's pizzas. A barrel of oil will currently cost you 372,248 sats. And for those following, the market cap of Bitcoin is currently 549.2 billion, down drastically from last week's 756 billion. The mempool is absolutely jam-packed. It's currently going to take 125 blocks just to clear the transactions that are currently pending, and there are 37,348 of them. 
uh, and some of them are most certainly really large transactions to be taking up 125 blocks worth of space. The current recommended rate to guarantee that your transaction will be included in the next block is up to 19 sats per virtual byte. Uh, and that's up from 14 sats just on Sunday when we did our weekend update and 12 blocks, 12 sats per byte when we did our DCA Wednesday episode last week. One sat per byte will still clear within a day though, however, uh, allegedly, although I would be cautious about, you know, um, trying to clear a one sat per byte transaction unless you are familiar with replace by fee because with 125 blocks currently pending and people obviously either panic selling and or getting their coins off exchanges, the mempool is absolutely clogged and you wouldn't want your transaction to get hung up forever. The metric that you know I like to follow, the 24-hour on-chain transaction rate is actually down from where uh, it was earlier this morning. When I peaked earlier today, it was at pi, 3.14 transactions per second. It's currently 3.04 transactions per second. I like to see above three transactions per second, as you know. However, um, it had been down on our Sunday weekend update podcast. It was 2.62 transactions per second. And last Wednesday for DCA Wednesday, we were only averaging 2.83 transactions per second. Quite frankly, I'm amazed it's only 3.04 transactions per second right now with the mempool as jammed as it is. Um, But maybe that's because all that panic um, trading or the people moving all that on-chain activity and probably a lot of that was almost immediately after Coinbase's statement, I would have to guess, when uh, the word got out that, hey, if your coins are on Coinbase, uh, they could go away. So it would stand to reason that a, a lot of people took that news and and moved their coins. Hopefully they did anyway. The uh, Bitcoin network difficulty increased last night. We just had an adjustment yesterday. It went up about 4.9%. And that's probably spectacularly bad timing because uh, hash rate is probably going to fall off anytime you get a a big price plunge. A lot of the older, less profitable miners get shut down. And uh, it looks like that's certainly the case because as of now, it's looking that we're going to have a 5% difficulty decrease uh, on or about May 24th. Again, we're still 1,891 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, uh, about two weeks because it just happened. But as it stands, uh, it's going to give up that 4.9% increase and instead go down to down by 5%. So almost where we were. Again, we are too far away from the actual difficulty adjustment date to know for sure because that number is in flux. It's based on the average time that it takes for blocks to come in during the difficulty epoch. And currently, blocks are averaging 10 minutes and 39 seconds. Last Sunday, they were averaging 9 minutes and 32 seconds. Last Wednesday, they were averaging 9 minutes and 30 seconds. Of course, both those numbers were before the difficulty increase. So, uh, well, they were before the difficulty increase and before what I would anticipate is going to be a a hash rate drop-off or a leveling off of the hash rate as some of those old miners get shut down. Uh, I forget the percentage, but last time I heard, it was somewhere in the neighborhood of at least a quarter of the network's hash rate was being powered by Antminer S9s. And depending where you are, Antminer S9s are not profitable at $28,000 Bitcoin. So unless your power is free, a lot of those S9s are going to be getting turned off. All right. Um, so also, I wanted to thank those of you that are listening on your podcast 2.0 app, such as Fountain App or the Breeze Wallet. 
Again, thank you to whoever's been anonymously streaming us stats and who's been, whoever's been listening via their favorite Podcasting 2.0 app. We are available on all of the Podcasting 2.0 apps. So if that is your sort of thing, um, please listen to us on the Podcast 2.0 app and consider supporting us by streaming us sats or hitting that boost button to tip. Um, you can also send a message when you hit that boost button. So not only will you be tipping the podcast, uh, you can do so by sending a message to us. And depending on how crazy those messages are, if you tip us with a boost and send us a message, I'll make sure to read those in the next show. You got to keep it G-rated. I'm not Marty Bent. I'm not going to say penis a thousand times. And please don't make me read any hexadecimal codes that are almost impossible to read. But if you keep it reasonable and you uh, and you boost us a message, uh, we'll read that on next week's episode. All right. Um, it isn't all bad news out there. Adam Meister, who's not done his This Week in Bitcoin or his One Bitcoin show in, in quite a while now, did tweet out today to remind us to engage in long-term thinking, emphasizing his 210,000 block theory, writing, quote, 210,000 blocks ago, it was June 4th, 2018, fiat freaks valued one Bitcoin at $7,514. 8-16-2014 was 420,000 blocks ago, and one Bitcoin was worth $498. If you are a true strong hand, it really is this simple. And you are laughing at all the panic prisoners as you have seen this all before. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. Adam Meister, uh, we miss your podcast and hopefully you do another one soon because uh, we could certainly use your inspiration right now. You're responsible for keeping a lot of those hands strong. So thank you for that tweet. If you're not familiar with this 210,000 block theory, uh, his tweet on Twitter, again, he's at TechBald on Twitter, pretty much sums it all up. And that is, if you go back in history, any point in time, basically four years or 210,000 blocks ago, at any point in time, 210,000 blocks from now, Bitcoin will be worth more than it is today. It has always been true in the history of Bitcoin. If you go back any period in time, pick any date in Bitcoin's history, go back 210,000 blocks, and Bitcoin is always worth less 210,000 blocks ago than it is on that date. Earlier today, and this was before the huge crash, but not before you know, Bitcoin had sagged to the $30,000 range. Plan B tweeted some hopium, actually calling it hopium, tweeting, time for some hopium. We have been in the 30K to 60K range for 1.5 years now. But the first time we were at 30K, December 2020, Bitcoin was overbought with a weekly relative strength index of 90. The second time we were at 30,000 was July 2021, and Bitcoin was neutral with a relative strength, relative strength index of 50. Now at 30,000, Bitcoin is oversold like peak COVID fear March 2020 with a relative strength index of 34. So it isn't all gloom and doom out there. Uh, it, you know, if you, if you follow the four-year cycle, if you believe that history is going to not necessarily repeat but rhyme, when Bitcoin sets a new all-time high, it never falls below the previous all-time high. That previous all-time high was just about $20,000. So if that holds true, uh, we shouldn't fall below 20000 Although with this market and these conditions, anything is possible. Also, Grayscale out there is still pushing to turn their Grayscale Bitcoin Investment Trust into an ETF. It is being reported that in a private meeting with the Securities and Exchange Commission last week, they stated that, quote, turning the biggest Bitcoin fund into an ETF will unlock $8 billion for investors. So as you know, the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, has yet to approve 
a spot Bitcoin ETF. They've approved several Bitcoin futures ETFs, but they have denied every ETF or exchange-traded fund that would be settled in physical Bitcoin. Uh, many would say that Grayscale's Bitcoin Investment Trust is a de facto ETF because the value of the fund is what they hold in Bitcoin. So uh, they've been pushing to change their fund into an ETF, and that hasn't been turned down yet, and apparently they're aggressively lobbying the SEC to uh, allow them to do so. All right, well, why are we here? Besides reporting the news, we're here because it is DCA Wednesday. And if you don't know what DCA is, if you haven't been following us, DCA is short for dollar cost average. And dollar cost averaging is, quote, an investment strategy where you invest your money in equal portions at regular intervals, regardless of price. For example, this will be our 42nd stack. We started on Wednesday, July 28th, and so far we've stacked 41 times. We've stacked a total of $820, including $18.45 worth of fees. We've done that $20 at a whack. So our equal portion is $20. Our regular interval is weekly. What you choose is up to you. Some people dollar cost average every paycheck, whether that be once a week or once every two weeks. Some people DCA monthly, but by DCAing monthly, Bitcoin tends to move in sudden spurts. So uh, that might be not frequently enough to really count as dollar cost averaging. Others dollar cost average daily. Uh, and there are services out there that will let you dollar cost average hourly. Well, I think that's a little excessive. You know, they say this is up to you. You do you. You do your own research. Make your own decision. But what the concept is, is you pick a time frame and you stick to that time frame and you pick an amount that you can afford to lose, basically, and you stick with that amount. We chose $20 for two reasons. We chose it because for most of my listeners, that is not very much money. And I wanted to show that even stacking as little as $20, that you could actually build up a, a nice stack of sats. Um, and even though dollar cost averaging is a long-term play and it's way too soon to judge our DCA journey, uh, I think we've shown that we've already been able to, I mean, we've already stacked $820. So 20 bucks adds up over time. Uh, so, you know, you pick an amount that you feel comfortable with. I've heard of people dollar cost averaging, you know, thousands of dollars a day. I mean, that, that it really, that depends on your personal financial situation, but do your own research. Remember, never invest anything in Bitcoin that you can't afford to lose. I personally believe, this is only my personal opinion, that Bitcoin is a all-or-nothing proposition. Either it's going to do what we all think it does and revolutionize finance, revolutionize money, the whole concept of money, or it's going to go to zero. And uh, so I personally think it's going to go to the moon. I think it's um, you know way more likely than, than, than not. So far, it's weathered everything thrown at it for more than 10 years, uh, for what, 13 years. So, uh, the, every, every, every bear market Bitcoin survives, every FUD storm Bitcoin survives. I think the chance of it going to zero or diminished greatly. Um, but you know, it is a risk asset. So do your own research. You do you. Um, but for the purposes of this podcast, we're keeping it simple. We're stacking 20 bucks and we're going to do that with the cash app. Um, as you know, I like the Cash App because I think it is the easiest way to DCA. They will let you automate your dollar cost average stack. They'll let you automate your purchase. You can set a specific time frame and a specific amount, and it will automatically stack for you. I'm a glutton for punishment. I like to manually make my purchases. Uh, but, you know, pick an app that works for you. If you do want to use the Cash App and you don't have the Cash App, 
there is a referral link in the show notes. And if you use that referral link, Cash App's not a sponsor. We don't have a a custom fancy referral code. uh, So it's kind of an alphabet soup, but the link is in the notes. And if you use that link, you'll get $5 free for signing up and we'll get five bucks free too. And that'll help us both out. And hey, free money, right? Um, But either way, we're going to open up the handy dandy Cash App. Uh, Part of the reason I like Cash App so much is because I don't keep any money on the Cash App, but it's easy and instant to add money because I have my debit card linked. So I'm add $20. And now I can immediately do whatever I want with that 20 bucks. Uh, most, many if not most, uh, Bitcoin exchanges and apps will not let you spend your money right away. If you wire money to Coinbase, for example, they won't let you touch it for like five days. Uh, or the exchanges that will let you spend your money right away will put a hold on your Bitcoin. Cash App will not. I can spend that money right now and I can immediately send it to my hard, uh, to my hard wallet. And that is increasingly important, uh, especially with today's news. So to do that, I'm going to tap the little Bitcoin logo on the bottom right-hand corner and tap buy, enter $20, and then confirm. And boom, just like that, I bought another 67,468 sats at $28,961.88 of Bitcoin. And this is going to be the cheapest that we have ever purchased uh, previously. The cheapest we'd ever purchased was 36,472. So um, part of the beauty of dollar cost averaging is, yeah, we bought the lows and we bought the highs, but now that we're buying the dip, we're buying all the way down. Um, this is gonna lower our average cost basis. In fact, uh, last week, last week's purchase dropped our average, our average purchase price by $185. And this week has dropped our average purchase price by another $647.65, lowering our cost basis to $46,381.27 per coin. Obviously, that is significantly more than what Bitcoin's currently worth, so our stack is underwater a bit. But again, it's too soon to judge. Uh, you know, if you pay attention to the 210,000 block theory four years from now, Uh, hopefully we'll be sitting pretty and that's what it's all about so um, we currently have 1,000 correction this purchase currently raises our stack to 1,811,076 sats if bitcoin ever does hit that 1 million dollar moon that would be an 18,110 dollar and 76 us dollar value stack and nobody could argue that that's not one heck of a return for 840 dollars but again, um, you know, this it is too too early to tell. We're going to keep stacking uh, for well. We're I'm going to keep stacking for infinity till Bitcoin either goes to the moon, either crashes to zero, uh, or you get bored and just stop listening. Again, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you bought the dip. Hopefully, you are dollar cost averaging, or if nothing else, hopefully you're getting some entertainment value out of this podcast. So until next week. Keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.